stays in here. Uh, <laughs> and then that, that guy totally just laughed. Like he looked up and laughed when you already said that. Oh, oh really? You're not included. <laughs> 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 this is Signal Soundbites. I'm Brandon Pena, managing editor of The Signal. And today we have. I am Leaf. Uh, yeah, you already know about my roaches. <laughs> I'm Sam, today I can see. I'm Trey. I'm still a robot from the future. I'm Lindsay. I still love string cheese. I'm Crystal. I worked at Disney World. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, she's still at Disney World. What? Why are you? What did you used to do? I worked at a resort in the food court. Oh, that's why you're here. That's why. <laughs> Didn't work out. All right, so let's. I guess let's dive right into topics. Recycling. Sure, I mean, leave. <laughs> oh, yeah. Leave, Trey, you look the same. It's the hair. What? <laughs> um, recycling on campus, where is it? Is there any? I don't know. I mean, in the Bayou building, I walk out of my classes, I have an empty bottle. Where do I throw it? Nowhere, because there's not a plastic bottle recycling place anywhere on the bottom floor of Bayou building. Really? So, well, you could always walk upstairs. I could walk upstairs. Yeah, you know, just recycle your one box. Yeah. So what I do is I carry it to my car, put it in my backpack. My car is filled with bottles. Like once a month, I, I tackle this pile of bottles and I recycle them all. What kind of bottles? Ozark water bottles, yeah. No, uh, not, no the bad drinks. Yeah. I drink any drink. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> drink water and drink. Making sure. Staying hydrated. Yeah. yeah. Getting so, good water. If you go to the patio cafe, I just noticed today actually they moved a can recycling bin over there, which is all nice, but I drink water. So where do I put my plastic bottles? Do it's they, kind of a pet peeve. Yeah, do they yeah. even sell cans in the patio cafe? I don't think that's yeah. I don't think so. Uh, in the bottles. cafe area there's actually not any recycling bins. It's right outside oh, the door. Right outside. Yeah, and it's out the, the door that no one really uses. Yeah. <laughs> so like they sell monsters in there, but Lame. So I guess I, I mean, I want to know where this money is going, right? Because we're making money off of it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a tax credits for recycling, right? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I guess I could have done a little bit more research, figured wow. this one out, but it's it's it's. And, and then how? Where like where could they? Where should they put them? Because well, if so, they're not accessible, at least in the bayou. Oh, I haven't. Are, do you know they're in the SSCB? They're, they're in the SSCB. Maybe not on the first floor, but nobody's really in the first floor. All the classes yeah. are on the second floor. You're in the, you're in the computer lab. And in the Arbor Building, they're everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. They're all over the Arbor Building. So really, it's the Bayou Building where, my, where, where the problem yeah. is, where most of the students are. So are people throwing in the trash? Do you all carry your bottles with you and recycle them later? Like, I carry my take home. No? No, throw them in the trash. Yeah. yeah. Would you recycle if it was there? If it was available. If it was there, yeah. I actually don't like sea turtles or whales. No, exactly. Yeah. Screw them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. You just quote me on that. So that's the problem. Like the, the Great Pacific Garbage Dryer. Like, oh, yeah. Like throwing this plastic into a big pile and then transporting it across the ocean or not. Just yeah. dumping it on yeah. beaches or wherever. So, so actually, uh, a lot of that plastic 
does break down, but it doesn't break down into something that's not plastic. It just turns into smaller pieces of plastic. Smaller, pieces of plastic. And makes it really difficult to measure how big the Great Pacific Trash Pile is. And it's that, the the misconception, it's an island, it's an island the size of, no, it's not an island, it's 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 like like a a slurry, yeah, it's like soup of of plastic pieces and net and, you know, fishing nets and all sorts of crazy stuff, and... And then you, you like have albatrosses where they're dying and then you see the dead body decomposing and the stomach is completely filled with bottle caps and all sorts of gross stuff. So I think it would be great if we could start with adding, you know, where there is one specific recycling, just put a bin or separate a bin that has four compartments, paper, plastic, you know, compostable, other things. They sell that? those too. Like yeah, they keep say, them I think all. IKEA has one. Yeah, yeah. and they're like very nicely colored and they're large and they're just put one, you know, in the atri- in each atrium, put yeah. one by the computer labs and yeah. shoot, just put one at the exit of every building. And yeah. exactly. <laughs> See that's that's the simple thing, exits. Okay. And then I think you can put it outside this isn't um, obviously a short term goal, but I think it'd be great if we could start offering more like in the instead of styrofoam in the patio cafe, like compost uh, compostable plastics yeah. and Stuff like that. Also, aren't the recycling? I know that at least in the Bayou building, I don't know about the SSB because I've never been here. Um, <laughs> but I know in the Bayou building, like their recycling bins for cans are a very attractive and striking color of beige. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With beige. We do have school colors. Yeah, our our school colors are blue and green. Literally the colors of recycling. (laughs) (laughs) Our school is in the middle of a nature reserve. Literally the reason we recycle. Like, we're terrible at this. So, my solution maybe is like commingled recycling. Is that something we could do? Just throw it all in one bin. Make it so easy that you can't do it. It's like a trash can, but without the trash, you know? Oh, I'm sure people put bottles in those cans. Yeah, people would put trash in there. I mean, recycling does get sorted. Like, even if you do... That's the thing. If if we're making money off of this, like... Yeah. That they're they're getting revenue from it. I mean, obviously, it's a small amount of money, but college students drink a lot of Red Bulls and Monsters and bottles of water. So, I mean, five cents a can, five cents a bottle, that adds up pretty quick. You know, I've lived in Oregon for a minute there and it was five cents a can and not bad. to get seven dollars it takes a lot of work you're tired afterwards and it's very stinky to recycle those bottles one at a time so it's about two giant trash bags full just to get a concept of it I mean it's a lot of bottles so yeah we got the recycling information on the side of my plastic bottle that I plan to probably he's not gonna recycle it I'll give it to you Oh. <laughs> you could put it in your right car. <laughs> if only we had more recycling options. Right? Place. I wouldn't have to give Leaf all of my trash. Because <laughs> where I'm sitting at, we're in the one of these study rooms in the student lounge in the SSC building. I don't see any recycling. Mm-hmm. I don't see any trash cans. And there's like this whole open area where I don't, I don't see any students. There's, there's, there's exactly <laughs> six students. One of them is asleep, so I'm going to say there's five. Well, they're so not dead, right? One is four. Normal class period. No, he's on his phone. He's alive. Okay, good. Yeah. Good, good, good. Yeah, he's at his phone. Okay. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> we got a really lively canvas here. It's, it's great. It's so popular. This is kind of like an interesting like 
upsetting to be. Yeah, like these people just sitting back there behind glass. It's kind of like oh, like a talk show. Right. So, but they're not like standing Nobody's behind us like today's show, holding yeah. up signs. They're just minding their own business. <laughs> or like in a zoo. In, or in due time, yeah. right? Like, in due time. But they're watching us. They're not even watching us. Pay attention to me. recycling bins, hopefully blue or green, <laughs> and be able to put any type of recycling in there. Yeah, is that stereotyping, do you think? <laughs> what? So is that stereotyping, do you think? Do you think that they've, they've thought out that maybe the students more inclined to recycle are also going to walk upstairs? They're probably also going to have classes in the armor building. <laughs> They're watching me. They're watching me. <laughs> they yeah. profiled me. Yeah. God, it's genius. <laughs> <laughs> No, like, so what goes on in the art? I, <laughs> I also think maybe like it's not the school should I mean we're, we're, we're in a nature preserve you know yeah. we're in nature campus right so why not make a program out of it it could be something that we could yeah. use and show people and be like look how awesome we're doing like mm-hmm. we, we have all this this nice garden that we're using yeah. all our compost for like it would be amazing I didn't mean to that would be that great if we had a yeah. compost pile no. in the patio you that cafe I, I know I know that the school has an environmental club, and I was telling Lee yeah, about this yeah. earlier. Like we have an environmental they don't club. Do it. They let's call them. Give this project to them. They they don't. They're not. They're they're not that. Uh, they don't do much. Sorry, yes. <laughs> they're, they're really bad at uh, doing things for the environment. From what I've heard, this is just hearsay. So you know, if you're listening to this and you're in the environmental club, prove me wrong, man. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Ooh, protest me or whatever. Like, prove me wrong. Show, What's show that? me you care. The student organization here at the end of this Greenhawk. I believe yeah. the CEO show Greenhawks. Yeah. Let's see what they do. Let's, let's get them. Yeah. So I found some information here in the fiscal year of 2012. The facilities department had 42 tons of paper and cardboard. 104,000 pounds of metals, 24 full truckloads of plastic and aluminum. So, I mean, that's a considerable amount of recycled yeah. products. I mean, that's but, I mean, thousands think of, of dollars the, worth of stuff. All the paper and stuff, is yeah. most of that's coming from the computer labs. Yeah, yeah we do 24, recycle. 24 truckloads of plastic bottles, I'm actually surprised by that. Yeah, that's not that's bad. So we do recycle a lot of paper. It says UHCL does not receive any rebate for plastic recycling. Ah, so well, wonder they don't. Why not? Right. Well, just because you don't get a rebate doesn't mean you shouldn't still help the environment. Here's the question too: Are we paying for it, and then they're making money off of this stuff we're getting? Mm. Yeah, who pays for it if you don't get a rebate? That's Questions question for another that. day. <laughs> <laughs> we should ask Staples since he's on the way out. Like he'll give us all the the, the dirt, the dirty secrets. He's it's like Area Fifty One. I'm gonna show you where the UFOs are. <laughs> The forest right there. I will. Those You should do like Disney World and do the little talking trash cans that like follow you around and I would recycle. What? Hey Wally. <laughs> Wait, does Disneyland have trash cans that follow you? Yeah. What a great metaphor for America. 
<laughs> I mean, what a great way to recycle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but really, that's a great metaphor. Yeah. So, net neutrality. Trey, take it away. All right. So, how, how many of you are familiar with that big uh, PIPA, TIPA, SOPA protest event that happened like three years ago? Net neutrality and all that? If you can't see, I'm raising my hand now. So yeah. hand up. First off, maybe explain what yeah, that's is a lot of net neutrality. Yeah. So, net neutrality, and this is coming from, I found a great article on this, by the way. It literally covered like all of my points, and I was like, well, that's done. Um, so, this is from a motherboard article off of Vice News from February 28th, 2017. Uh, net neutrality is the concept that every website and online service should be equally accessible to all people. That means that everyone, from consumers to innovators to activists, has access, open access to the internet. So that's net neutrality. It is a neutral foundation for the internet where, say, if you're a, if, if, if you have Comcast and then you have Verizon Wireless, whatever, it's the same internet. If you watch Netflix and Vivo is trying to, you know, like, competition-wise, it's equal ground. Essentially, there's there's no one party that favors other services over the other. That's currently kind of being contested. Um, in the last several years, uh, major companies have been lobbying the FCC hard to essentially get rid of net neutrality. Uh, you've got services like Comcast, AT and T, and Verizon who want to favor their uh, sponsored programs or their own software and programs over others. So say uh, AT&T wants, or AT&T notices that a lot of its subscribers use Netflix a lot. And they go to Netflix and they're like, hey, this is putting a real strain on our system. Pay us a little extra and we'll make sure that everybody gets the same Netflix. Now, that would be one argument for it, but another one would be Netflix is really popular. Hey, Netflix. Pay us extra, you're really popular. So those are kind of the two sides of that. One would be for hardware purposes, it actually does put a strain on the system, and thus Comcast or AT&T needs more money from Netflix in order to compensate for that strain. Or they notice that something is popular, so they charge more for it. So yeah. Um, currently, uh, the new chairman of the FCC and uh, his friends in the White House, because Trump is very pro-business and a little less pro-regulation. And Trump net neutrality. Right? Uh, no, net, net neutrality, it is regulation. It's regulation of the internet to maintain you know, fairness across the board. Uh, if you want to think of it like, if ExxonMobil owned Ford Motor Company, and also maintained half the roads in the United States and said the fast lane is for Ford cars only. So you'd have to buy a Ford to get in the fast lane and you'd have to use ExxonMobil's gas for it. So that's that's net neutrality, essentially. And then there's some other layers to it, which is <clears throat> like privacy, mm -hmm. where basically they, they struck down some, uh, Trump's new FCC chair struck down some regulations that would make it so that Facebook couldn't just take your private information and sell it without you knowing it. So mm -hmm. before they had to ask, they had to get your permission before they took information from you, but now they can just kind of do it. 
So yeah, it's, it's it's more than just internet speeds. It's it's well, yeah, it's it's uh, it's competition, it's privacy, and it also kind of brings up the argument like when the internet was first created, it wasn't thought that it was going to be such a big. Thing. People really didn't think it was going to be that big of a thing. For the most part, it was archives, databases, and some email services. But nowadays, there are entire companies that are some of the largest in the world that are based off of simple functions on the internet. Netflix, Google, they wouldn't necessarily exist if not for having an open and free internet market to play off of. But this one's weird because access to that market is through private companies. So we're trying to balance that, you know, it's like having a water as a resource. You can go to a reservoir, you can bottle water, you can sell the water if you have a contract to the reservoir. But the internet's created between computers and servers, and I know this is a huge oversimplification, but uh, the internet is one of those things that's, you know, created among private companies that then people then pay to access, and there's a lot of blurred lines there. That go into that because yeah a lot of your private data and your information about you is sold to companies for advertising revenue like you are worth something to companies you're worth about twelve dollars to facebook just fyi we are all valuable well twelve dollars <laughs> that's the lesson i take from net neutrality <laughs> in the lesson it's like a so, monday night at jack in the box that's twelve dollars a year by the way like, oh, a year? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it's actually more than I thought I was worth. <laughs> I'm feeling so, really good about so That's actually not too bad. <laughs> yeah. so, that's, that's how much we're making them a year? Uh, if you... Much? Essentially, the amount of money that Facebook makes off of one of their users' data information and what they collect is valued at $12 a year. I think that was the... Uh, Quote. Definitely double check that because it may have gone up or gone down, but I want to say that is the value of your data to Facebook in one year. Like so, if you pay Facebook twelve dollars, they wouldn't need any of your private information for. That'd be interesting. Yeah, that would be interesting. A pay to not have your yeah private but, information given away. That's Most, so wrong to pay for your privacy. Right. But yeah. Facebook isn't a public service. Right. It's a private service. It's just become so ubiquitous, much like the internet. The internet has become so ubiquitous in our lives, yet we have to pay to access it. But that's the, that's the problem with the internet, is they had to monetize it. They were yeah. making money. You can't just so essentially, I could pay a dollar a month for my privacy. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, you could. So I get a subscription to that. You could. If it was actually a thing. You could do a dollar a month subscription Mark, to Facebook. Mark, listening? <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a dollar a month. Right. Yeah. I got time for that Facebook gold to start. <laughs> but at the same time, that's, that's the value of you to Facebook. The value of that information that Facebook gathers to advertising companies, that's different. Because see, that $12 a year, you multiply it by monthly active users, 1.86 billion is what I'm looking at yeah. here. So that's a lot of money. <laughs> it is. It is. But it could also have impacts on advertising industries. Like there's one thing I learned getting a history degree. It's that nothing is just standalone with absolutely no influence on anything else. Like. No matter how try hard you try to find like that one thing that you could just, I can fix this. Like, man, mosquitoes suck, but I like frogs. 
<laughs> I told you, I got it now. It's just having it forms. It's all there. But yeah, so uh, currently uh, the new FCC chairman is a former Verizon lawyer named, oh god, Ajit. Ajit Pai. Okay, I didn't butcher it because everybody else did. Uh, he recently, earlier this month, or earlier last month, he stopped the FCC's inquiry into zero rating, a controversial practice in which ISPs exempt certain services from data caps, effectively favoring those offerings at the expense of rivals. So, I have personal experience with this. I am a subscriber to T-Mobile for a cellular service. YouTube, uh, Netflix, Google Play Music... Spotify and Pandora do not count against my data cap. I already have a pretty large data cap, but none of that applies to it. And there was even a promotion uh, when Pokemon Go launched that Pokemon Go wouldn't count towards my data cap. As a subscriber, that's pretty awesome to me. But it also sucks for net neutrality, which affects other people. Essentially, when it works in your favor, it's great. But when it's screwing everyone else, you kind of feel bad. And I think that's the definition of privilege. So it's, you pay to play. Yeah. It's whole roof. Yeah, it's it sucks, man. So So why does it why does it matter to me? You know? Why does it matter to these people assume? Because internet service providers are as close to monopolies as possible on this country. They have it pretty well divided down the middle. They the, between what was Comcast's new parent company? Spectrum? Yeah. It's Spectrum, and then, yeah, their, their parent company name is Spectrum. And they own everything. Uh, or half of everything. <laughs> um, essentially, these companies have carved up the United States so that not a single one of them has a majority of it. They don't have over 49%, which means that they don't have a technical monopoly. They just, you know, control slightly less than half of the entire country's internet access. And when they come to an agreement on prices, we, the capitalism shuts down. You don't have a choice as a consumer. Yeah, you can choose to not have the internet. All right, that's great. How well is that going to work out for you in the year 2017? Like, you're going to spend a long time in bread. Right? <laughs> you, it sucks, man. <laughs> so it affects us because of the implications that could arise from it. I mean, yes, we could wait for the worst case scenario and then fight that. That's done so well in the past. But generally, we've gotten better things done by noticing someone who's about to do what I would put in quotes, a total dick move, uh, <laughs> and doing what we can to stop them from doing, quote, a total dick move. Uh, that's and that's my, your personal opinion. That's, that is my <laughs> personal opinion. does not reflect the opinion of the same number you <laughs> That's, that would, I would say that's, um, and then also, you know, if Comcast and AT&T can throttle the internet to favor the services that they own, because they do own some of the services, I want to say AT&T owns DirecTV, um, and then Comcast, I think, has a stake in HBO Go, but if they throttle only, or if they throttle all services that aren't their favorite services, you no longer have a competitive market. You no longer have room for new companies to grow, and you no longer have room for investment. Right? Completely stifles innovation. Exactly. And then you end up with digital revolutionaries who march in the streets over weird acronyms <laughs> that sound funny. 
And that's where we were in 2013, and we're getting there again. So, grab your torch and pitchfork, Jim. It's right, a very heavy topic. Yeah. It's a very heavy topic. Yeah, it's a... Uh, I think there's a lot more to it, and it's complicated. It, so it involves... Really even explain in, like, yeah. 15 minutes, it is very... It's, it's said double the side of that I enjoy having good access to Netflix, but I hate it whenever I want to torrent movies and I can't. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, um, it's more dependent on do I want convenience or do I want freedom? And yeah, that's largely the consumer's problem anyway. Yeah, um, I haven't had cable for like eight years now, um, but now all of my viewing media basically comes from a home theater PC and having streaming sources. Which the next time the NBA playoffs come on, I may not be able to watch them just because. I won't have access to those sources if Comcast decides that they want to throw them on my entire internet, yeah. which I pay $95 a month for. So, And everybody, I mean, entertainment is a big part of that, yeah, but this could go as far as if Comcast and AT&T decide that Google, who's now becoming a hardware competitor, right. is you know worth slowing down a little bit, you could see your email take suddenly hours to get from one place to another because they're throttling Gmail. You could see a lot of these services that are free that we use and we pay for them with our privacy. I don't know. But they are free, they are what we use and we use them to manage our way around this modern 21st century cyberpunk dystopia we call 2017. Like, but speaking of Google, they're kind of a funny anomaly, aren't they? Because they also have Google Fiber. Yeah. Which is, which is pushing out free Wi-Fi to entire cities. Yeah. Which, by the way, uh, <laughs> major internet uh, companies like Comcast, Verizon, AT&T, they either have their own competitive fiber company or they're so in deep in the infrastructure lobbying system of those cities, they rip up fiber that's already been laid because whenever the government puts up a building, they lay down fiber because of the government, they need the fastest internet possible. So Comcast buys a contract to put internet in that area and they rip up the fiber cabling. So Google, if they wanted to install fiber, has to go back in and install new fiber and that's expensive as hell, especially when they're charging competitive prices for internet. So one of the things they've been looking at now is like super high speed Wi-Fi antenna on top of buildings and beaming super fast internet to each other. It's like the internet form of Tesla's electricity. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're looking at, it's always difficult because it's a private industry, yet it's very much an important part of how we all operate. And at some point we have to decide like, do we want to make this a public commodity? Like. Can all people be allowed to walk on sidewalks, or like how I do you? That's the, the underlying thing. Is like yeah. people having information is good for societies. Like yeah, it makes us a better society, and and it's not a matter of like, you know, yeah, it's. I'm sorry you didn't get to see the NBA playoffs, but the the problem comes whenever they're controlling what information you're getting when they're yeah. saying exactly. no, you don't get to know this because we don't like it. Yeah. So that's that's. I, mean, I think what scares me the most about it. Only imagine. Yeah. yeah. And then the laws change. Yeah. And the laws change instantly as soon as you cross into, say, another country. And you have to deal with a whole nother tangle of net neutrality. Like, it's a global problem that has very local problems just sprinkled all over like some terrible nightmare cake ball. 
It's it's. Well, don't insult Kate Falls. <laughs> no, I don't like Kate Falls. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, it's it's complex, and I'm glad we opened with well, that bombshell. Less complex. <laughs> less complex things yeah. that are probably well. It is complex, but not in the same sense. Let's talk about a topic that's really just lighting up the newsroom. Near and dear to our hearts. <laughs> near and dear to our hearts we've been talking about for a, a considerable amount of time. Near and dear to something. Sugar daddies and sugar babies and sugar mamas. So, the same Crystal, cereal this, is, this has been a, a, a research topic that you've been interested in, so why don't you explain to us what's what's going on? What's, what is this? So, sugar daddies are becoming popular because of the raising tuition. So, a bunch of college students are going specifically to a website seekingarrangement.com and they are putting how much money they need and a guy comes and he says you <laughs> wait, wait wait is this yes. like is this dorian Grayshell or what is the dude's dorian gray no you got it what's yeah. the name from 50 shades yeah. well, it's christian gray christian gray oh, okay. sorry i was thinking of something actually had cultural foundation um so he just points and he's like, I want you. Yeah, like scrolling. Just, mm-hmm. oh, that's weird. I was thinking more like Aqua Teen Hunger Force. <laughs> like, tonight, you. <laughs> tonight, <laughs> you. <laughs> yes. Go on. So, why do you think that, like, would, why is this thing? Just why? Because loans why? suck. Because what? Loans suck. Like, but and some people want to be wined and dined. <laughs> so that's that's what that's my question. Is this like a, a social relationship? Is it a sexual relationship? What's yeah. I mean? I obviously they they there's different ones. Like is there a negotiation process? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. The negotiation. Legally, yeah, I'm sure. Legally, legally, I'm sure there's not a sexual relationship. Yeah. Or not, at least it's. I mean, it's unofficial. It's, it's, it's probably not an exchange of money. Yeah, as long as they don't get paid like directly after sex, then it's not yeah. sex so work. If you give them some diamonds after. Yeah, like the huh. car ride to the airport. Like, hey, here's 400 Buy the plane ticket. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Damn. It's all about timing. Well, according to the website you cited, seek arrangement, seekingarrangement.com, they mm-hmm. have about 5.5 million members worldwide what? and 3.25 million members active in the United States alone. What? Now, members, is this both guy or This is know, men, women of apparently all ages because searching they Searching and searching for sugar daddies active, and active, searching yeah. for sugar babies. How do they categorize it? Like, is it by income? Do you have to prove that you're well, capable of producing sugar? Like, Yeah, I the guys... Um, if you want to become a sugar daddy on the website, you have to pay $50 a month oh, to the website. Um, but they also have like different categories. So I know like this one guy said he paid like 2400 a year to be on the Diamond Club. So his profile shows up a lot more than the other guys for the girls and they ensure that he actually makes that fixed income. They do a background check on him so he's like legit. Huh. So they know. Does the website do uh, STD testing as well? Because, I mean, it has to come up. Or yeah. They don't? I think that's just up to you. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Don't let that be up to you. <laughs> <laughs> but also, um, a lot of college students are joining it because if you sign up with your school email, the EDU, you get 
free membership and you get to upgrade so you don't just get like the basic what? membership. This is just for females. No, anyone with the EDU oh, website. Hey. Yeah, there's males, females, yeah. females, sugar babies. Mm-hmm. I can be a sugar... Uh, you can be a sugar recipient. You can be a sugar recipient. You can be a sucrose recipient. A sugar baby. Fun diabetic. I'm broke. I'm broke. Um, wow. So... Mm-hmm. Where's that in the list of like cool school discounts? <laughs> you know they release one. They they release one. The SGA releases one every week, every year. We should sneak this on there. I think so. Yeah. Free premium membership. Like seeking arrangements. Um, having financial troubles. So what are what, right what you Spotify. say? Clearly, there seems to be a lot of pros to it, such as mm-hmm. you know, college tuition payments, other sort of luxuries. But what are the cons? What are the, the dangers that you should be aware of if you're even thinking about doing this? You're saving money from a stranger. Yeah. Well, I think one of the obvious ones is you can be pressured into doing something you wouldn't normally do yeah. or yeah. wouldn't want to they do. Have money. Yeah, and they're paying it's a relationship. Exactly. So Fifty Shades of Grey. It starts off as something yeah. small, and then it could just gradually grow. Next thing you know, he's he's throwing away your phone, and he's buying you a new car, and he trashed your old car, and he has complete control of your life, and you don't know what to do because he's powerful and charismatic, and then you make it into a movie that's crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's how you feel about the Fifty yeah. Shades of Grey. <laughs> I do. No, but I thought it was really interesting that this guy who created the website, Brandon Wade, that's not even his real name. His brand, his name is Brandon Way, W-E-Y. He created a fake name to sound like Hugh Hefner. Um, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Brandon Wade, Hugh Hefner. Yes, um, but basically his, his reasoning for creating the website is his mom told him, you know, if you go to school, make good money, all the girls will want you, you know. So he did that, and no girls wanted him. So he created this website to display how much money he made to get girls. And that's kind of creepy to me. I think that's a big con to find out about Brandon Wade. So I, there's, there's oh a God. phenomenon I've noticed lately with, like, I guess, men who are having trouble finding romance in their lives. Instead of going to seeking arrangements or dating sites, they'll print business cards. And on the front of the business card, it'll have their name, their address, their phone number, their email address, their Facebook page, their Instagram. Mm-hmm. On the back, it'll have their height, their favorite sexual position, their foods. It just, and they just hand it out to women in public. Just walk up to a random woman and hand it to her. And like, that's, this is a thing that, that people do. do you then call yeah. the cops? Yeah. Just hand it right over here. Right. But I. Old saying, "Desperate times call for desperate measures." You know? Okay, see, so I, I have a friend who uh, I will not say his name on here, but are you the friend? No, I'm actually not the friend. I know how to talk to people. Yeah, I, 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 I was a poor kid, so I had to talk to people. I had ways to entertain myself. Um, no, uh, he whenever he wants to like give someone his number, he has these blank playing cards, and he writes his name and his phone number, and he just boop, right there, and he's like business card, and you're like. This is so weird and lame. I can't help but be amused by it and be like, all right, sure, why not? And like, that's kind of funny though, because yeah. you can hand it to anyone. It doesn't have like, 
this favorite food, favorite position. This, that, yeah, that's, that's cringy. It's like that's, a, that's a yeah. level of awkward that's like... That's almost something <laughs> I would expect to hear from like one weird blog about Japan. No <laughs> offense to Japan, but they also have a dating problem there. That is a real thing. Like They don't know how to talk to each other. Kind of like a walking dating profile. <laughs> By the way, I, I mean, like we used to bacon, like. <laughs> <laughs> but a walking dating profile used to be walking and talking to people. What happened? Are we like reading more? We're <laughs> getting so smart. I don't like we We're getting so <laughs> We're just so good at being human. Like, we don't know how to continue our species. It's great. <laughs> Have you met anyone who used a sugar daddy website? Oh, actually, my friend, not a website, um, but uh, my friend sent me this text that one of her cousins sent her a while back saying, you know, hold on. <laughs> okay, she said, it is, uh, I work for an attorney here in Houston making 500 a week. This attorney, however, also has a side hustle going on. He organizes bachelor parties for some of the richest men here in Houston. My boss treats us with a lot of respect, and he takes care of the girls who work for him. He's very professional and safe when it comes to the side job. I only started a month ago, and he's already helped me pay a lot. Um, he's paid my credit card debt um, and like helped her out with car loans and everything, and she was basically asking her, he needs more girls, so you want to come on and get paid? So, and huh. I know another What story. exactly were they doing? Just hanging out yeah. at these yeah, bachelor being, or bachelor parties? Just being pretty girls. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is there the option for more, like... Most likely. Yeah, yeah I can't imagine. Like a bonus. Well, I can't imagine a bachelor party. It's illegal in Houston. Yes, it so. is. <laughs> but that's the thing. These powerful men, that, that's, I think, the, the thing you're getting, we're getting yeah. at here is that these powerful men are using their influence and their money to manipulate people. Or, I mean, maybe not manipulate people. That's the question. Are to they manipulating? their manhood, I yeah. guess? Like, Would you say girls? no to Drake? Like, does the personality speak for itself? Not saying that Drake is going to throw a bachelor party where he's like, going full rager and trying to get girls through money but like if you have enough money and personality do the rules no longer apply type thing or would people even try to get mad at you for it it's awful but you know it's a thing what what i think it is is it's like a symptom of this like pickup artist culture that Mm -hmm. like it objectifies both people the man and the woman Mm -hmm. that you know the the or whoever, you know, it objectifies the person as an object that you can attain through having enough power and status. Yeah. They're not people, they're things that you acquire. Yeah. Now, here's, dehumanizing. Yeah, here's a question. Would it be as bad if prostitution weren't illegal? And that's that's the thing, is, is it's... Like, if, if escorts were completely legal across the United States, would this be a taboo anymore? Because the United States is a pretty... Yeah. conservative place when it comes to dealing with like sex and relationships and well you know anything that's not good under the eyes of God uh, I speak for myself not the USCL signal yeah. the USCL system. Um, <laughs> so like in other countries where escorts and prostitution are legal it's, it's safe for enterprise yeah you, you see it as owning your own body and knowing that you know 
your body's worth good money. And I think that's that's a problem of prohibition, you know? Yeah. Where you drive these people into the underground where their people don't know about it. We don't know about this guy mm-hmm. organizing this stuff. We don't know about, you know, who's going on Craigslist yeah. or whatever and finding someone. And so when you when you drive that into the light and you regulate it and you say, hey, I mean, this is my opinion, right? Yeah. But that should be regulated. It's safer for the guy. It's safer for the girl. It's safer for everybody involved. And then it empowers the woman. So there's not someone who's cheating well, them out of their hard-earned money. I mean, I, I agree with you to an extent, but there is still an extreme amount of sex trafficking, mm-hmm. even where prostitution is legal. So yeah. to an extent, yeah. and Houston is one of the worst for sex trafficking as well. But yeah. so, so if you legalize, if you legalize the enterprise and you regulate it and you bring it into the light, then that I will say, I think that encroaches on the like the the sex yeah. trafficking. It it should make it easier market. if something bad were to happen. It make it would make the steps easier for like say getting justice or getting help. Like if you run to a cop and you're like help. That dude yeah, that exactly. I just got paid twenty dollars to do this thing to was trying to like carry me off to a shipping container. And the cop is gonna look past the twenty dollars right. and look at the shipping container. Whereas so now, yeah, well, whereas now he would be like, oh well, you know, Why you're you a hooker. In that situation, yeah. yeah. Clearly, you're just a hooker. I don't care. It's not my job. That's the thing that bothers me about this is that all these like websites and all the interviews are done for the women, the sugar babies. But why aren't we paying more attention to this whole Brandon Wade thing? Why aren't we questioning them? Like what's wrong with you that you feel you have to flaunt your money to get a girl? Like is something wrong like with the world where the men are doing this? Yes. We need to question them, I think, not just the sugar babies. Yeah. Yes, there is something wrong with the world. And yeah. it's uh, <laughs> I think it's a sense of entitlement. Yeah. Uh, because yeah, I'm entitled to have a beautiful, beautiful well yeah just because you have a good job and money you can still be an asshole so yeah. you can always be an <laughs> asshole exactly. it's always yeah. an option on the table kids you can always be an asshole <laughs> but understand that people might not like you and that's okay too because you are an asshole mm-hmm. <laughs> but if no one likes you, go to SeekingArrangements.com and find an arrangement. Sponsored by Seeking Arrangements. This is not sponsored by Seeking Arrangements. So I think the real question is, who here would uh, be a sugar baby? I mean, I'm against it. I would be down. You would? I mean, my girlfriend might disagree. My girlfriend might say she I wants already to pay my bills. Bills. <laughs> so, Yeah, my wife definitely would say I already entered. Yeah. <laughs> we got big dreams yep. and empty pockets. <laughs> what can we say? No, I don't like, think I would do it. I think, you know, I'm all bark. You spent a week it, telling us yeah. you were going to call some dude. Trap him into it. It's all just talk. Just oh. like two hours oh, yeah. So disappointed. <laughs> But I don't think I could because, like, yeah. you know, I work at Optical and I get these dads who are buying glasses for their kids and then they try to, like, hit on me or try to talk mm-hmm. to me and I immediately just, like, Slow I'm down. grossed out. I answer them short. I stop making eye contact with them. I speak to the kid like he knows his insurance. Like, <laughs> I don't want to talk to the dad. And eye contact care. is very important in your line of work. <laughs> 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 I'm cross-eyed, like, oh. <laughs> 
you. I should have done it last episode when we talked about Sam's eye. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I went to the eye doctor for the very first time. He was blind in his right eye. Yeah, I had just gotten dilated, so I couldn't I see anything. How you missed that, oh, yeah. man? How you missed that? <laughs> so what about you, Leslie? Yeah, I think I'm an awkward person in general, so if, <laughs> if you paid me to hang out with you, I'd probably be even more awkward. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> I think I think it's important to remember that money is going to be involved in any relationship that you have, no matter where you are. If you're all going out to eat, someone's paying for dinner. Mm-hmm. If you know you're going to a friend's house, someone's utilities are getting used every time you decide to take a five hour shower. Whatever. <laughs> but the key there Hey man, it's a good shot. It's one of those overhead and yeah, from sides, so. like steam room, <laughs> sauna, grand yeah, water. water the whole time. We have it's industrial. Really nice. I've seen some here. super nice bathrooms at my friend's places and I've been like, can I move in here? Will you be my sugar mama? I'll just pay your water utility bill. I'll pay you for this, but not like money will always be involved in relationships, but the key word there is relationship. Mm-hmm. You should probably establish some sort of relationship through this. And if you meet the love of your life through, what's the name of the terrible Seeking hell website? Seekingarrangements.com. Seekingarrangements.com. If you find the love of your life there, like... Which, first of all, that... It doesn't even say relationship, it's arrangements. Yeah. That just sounds really wrong to begin it's with. A, I always see issues arise when you expect an emotional response from someone. Especially if you feel like you're paying into it. Like the friend zone thing. I've been paying so much time into this girl and she just friend zoned me. You can't buy, well, you can buy people and that's illegal. <laughs> so you shouldn't expect to be able to buy a relationship yeah, and hope for the full kind of you seeking arrangement. Apparently there's a <laughs> rental process that's okay. But in this instance, like, hey, if you want a girlfriend for the weekend, sure. And I mean, some people are into it. Yeah. Both people are okay with it. You want to date to prom, yeah. I guess. There was a kid who brought an escort to prom. That was all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, parents were very upset with that. Never mind. I would think so. But, but like, <laughs> don't look for love and marriage in a financial... Like, you're not, you're not royalty. You can't arrange that shit. Yeah, I also read that a bunch of people, too, like, once they do get their loans paid off and they go back, it's hard for them to find and be comfortable in a normal nine-to-five job and date normal men now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they have, like, this lovish, luxurious uh, lifestyle that oh now they're like, I can't go back to Target. You don't <laughs> look like my grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> but most of the men are pretty young. They're, like, 30s, 40s now. What do they do? That's another like, thing. What's, what's, their, what's the major... Something from technology. Yeah, yeah. 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 something yeah. technology. So, so they're they're wondering why Have they're having trouble. Zuckerberg's wife, right? Uh. <laughs> so they're wondering why they're having so much trouble finding relationships when they spent literally the last twenty years coding at a computer. <laughs> wow, guys! Who would have thought? What a puzzle! <laughs> but they can code a website. <laughs> but you can code a website. Why not just build a girlfriend out of computer parts? They made a movie in the eighties, guys. You saw how well that. So, so this makes me think about something else that happens, maybe not as sugar daddy-ish, but like paid cuddling? That's a thing that happens? Oh yeah, that's a now, yeah. Would you, would you participate in that? Costing about a pint of ice cream. I don't like yeah. cuddling. Don't, okay. yeah. don't touch me. <laughs> so, so would you be, like, that's, you You wouldn't want to cuddle for $100 an hour, you wouldn't no. go cuddle some random Whoa, whoa, wait. $100 an hour. Wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> 
Because I charged people in high school to like give me hugs. Are you saying I could have charged them a hundred dollars an hour for cuddles? Wait, you charge people to give you hugs? I was I very personal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was usually like five or ten bucks a hug. And did people actually look you? Dude, yeah, no, people love me. For money. Well, wait. <laughs> You're a sugar daddy hugger. You're a sugar daddy hugger. <laughs> wow, That's I didn't sweet. know you had history in this. Right? Uh, no wonder you know so much. I was wondering. You need a website. Right. Literally, I do. No, I'm just thinking hugs. I'm just realizing that I've been undercharging this whole time. Like, I could have made so much more money. That's what you're realizing. $100 to, six, $100 to $60 an hour. That's professional cuddler. $12 to keep my attention. But more hilariously, he typed in cuddle prostitute to Google. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> okay, but oh, professional. But wait, what makes you a professional cuddler? Do you need to be certified? Like, do they have training classes for this? I mean. It's kind of like massage therapy, yeah. I guess. Except you're not massaging anything. But with your body. With your body. <laughs> 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 Will there be like. Requirements for that too, I guess. I mean, oh, I that information would be in the database. Right. <laughs> yeah. You would have to know. Because if you're, because if you like to be a little spoon, or if you like yeah. to be a big spoon, maybe sometimes you want a really big spoon. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> so this Just is uh, from the the cuddlist. <laughs> the cuddlist. The cuddlist. dot com. That's a dangerous word. It's eighty dollars an hour for a cuddle session, and uh, everyone is the perfect fit for someone. Um, exactly. Now, do they come to you, or do you have to? Come? What's the travel situation here? Like, is it I believe they would come to you. Yeah, I think it's an either That's way situation. Like, you what can, you want to do. Yeah, you can take your time and ask the cuddler questions and Please. communicate what you're looking for in a cuddle and snuggle partner. Does that count as part of the hour? That's my question. <laughs> I would charge for part of the hour all consultations. I'd require loyalty. I would. I'd charge for consultations. <laughs> I'd let them know afterwards like a lawyer. Like, you know, so the thing is... You know, everybody wants to skip that part of the sex, right? You don't want to do the cuddling, and there's people yeah. paying for it. That's genius. So you buy a prostitute for the night, and then you set up a cuddlist for immediately after the prostitute leaves. So you're not losing they just money. they exchange looks on the way out. Pay the prostitute to cuddle? No, 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 because that's extra. They charge extra. They've got a job to do. How much extra though compared to the cuddler? Oh. Until they start getting Would you really want to cuddle <laughs> yeah. that? I would advise. I don't know what objectify. Kind of well, well, I would advise not getting a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just make that very Right, right, right. No. We just have questions. Just okay. get an arrangement. <laughs> get an arrangement online. Yeah, That's yeah. still legal, apparently. Is this legal? Yeah. As long as you're exchanging not I, goods, I, goods, not money, and not after, goods. <laughs> after the fact, maybe before the fact, sometime. Outside of like the 10 minute yeah. mark is what you say that goods or services. Yep, okay. So, yeah, okay. <laughs> so, so here's a fun fact, right? Ancient uh, medieval empires and you know, medieval kingdoms would often accept goods as part of the taxes. So, like, you can pay your taxes in, uh, for safety's sake, like 10 pieces of silver, or you can pay your taxes in two goats. So, when taxing this industry, are they saying that as long as the silver isn't being exchanged, but the goat is being exchanged, it's legal? In other words, like... I think it's the cow. It, well, it's not prostitution <laughs> if it's being paid off in a coat. Right? Yeah. Is that... How is that... Come on. 
That's a great question for maybe another time. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we need yeah. to get someone first. It's interesting. Sugar babies, we need you. Sugar babies. Unite. Or sugar daddies, sugar mamas. No, we need some sugar mamas is apparently what we found out. No sugar daddies, we're good on that front. But we need like three, two, just one maybe. So, I don't know. If he's older. (laughs) I mean, I can take multiple is the thing. We're not exchanging sex here. It's it's just a hangout thing. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Guys, I just had an idea. So, you know how like sometimes people have that grandparent that just throws money at their grandkids? So would that be a sugar grandparent? <laughs> <laughs> this, this like I had a, like like your parents suck. Your grandparents suck even worse. So you hire someone to be a grandparent who's just like, let's go to the amusement park. Oh, I'm gonna buy all this stuff. And it's like, yeah. And then there's nothing involved, and you just have an awesome time with a grandparent. You just, and they just hire someone else's grandparent to just throw money at you. See, like that sounds sweet. Because like old, lonely yeah. old rich people. Yeah. Just, That's awkward. That would actually be kind of Seeking old people. Because <laughs> <laughs> the principle is the same. Kind yeah. of. Like, it doesn't have to have sex involved. Sometimes you're just lonely. And a lot of these, you know, well, seeking arrangements. I hope there's no sex involved with your like, grandparents. I would have. <laughs> well, no. Not but if you're a grandparent. <laughs> another person's like, grandparents. Say, if I were like 80 years old and I had no grandkids, I'd probably throw money at my friends, children, and grandchildren. Yeah. I do that now. Like... So that's not necessarily about yeah, I don't want to have kids. Seeking grandchildren. <laughs> Seeking grandchildren. Is that a thing? <laughs> Can we find them? That you just, gotta make uh, it and change your name. Our uh, older audience. Like you have Let us know what you think. Yeah. <laughs> I should start with this. <laughs> Is it a thing? Let us know. It's loading. Okay. It's loading. Seeing. We gotta find out. You're being <laughs> Before we go, we have to know. I don't think this is an approved search term. Well, <laughs> you look that up. Lindsay, do you have a survey or server story for us? Tell us a horror story from the restaurant industry. So this isn't necessarily an individual story, but I'm going to talk about the verbal tip. So when you're a waitress in the service industry, I mean, in general, in any, any industry, everyone likes to be told, you know, like, you're doing a good job, you're, you know, like, yeah, thank you for your service, or, right. exactly. But that's one of the worst things the table can tell you in the service industry, because nine times out of ten, it follows a really bad monetary tip. Yeah. So, they'll be like, oh, if someone uh, praises you and, you know, just gives you a great verbal tip, you already know. You getting shafted? Yeah. Ah. Time to find an arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> Did we find anything? For it's the... still loading. Really? really? I think it's an neutrality. <laughs> 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 it's Comcast. They're shutting us out. Clearly, AT and T sponsors seeking arrangements. Right. Wait, who provides internet for the school? That's that's a great question. <laughs> what company is? Our service provider. Wait, if it's a government building, it might be government contracted. So it might be government. So China. No. Ah, yes. China. <laughs> China. Oh, dude, my smartphone made in China. I'm listening to everything I say, it's great. <laughs> They've stolen like ten of my ideas. <laughs> <laughs> the website's already made. It's <laughs> They've already got it up. It's great. <laughs> it is flawless. It is the best thing ever, and it's been running for years. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
right. So what do we learn from today? Man, what a confusing world we live in. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Too many awkward people with money. Money. Thanks to the That's, internet. I think the, the root of this is that money and the internet. <laughs> it's money. People with money. People with money on the internet. That's, that's things. the... Yep. Too many things. I wonder if these guys that do sugar seeking arrangement, whatever you call it, mm -hmm. if they... If they get used to them, they feel recycled. Dang, that hurts. It does. Man. You know what? No. I'm going to pay people to have to sit and listen to me rant about literally everything. I'm looking for seeking conversation. Seeking oh, conversation. Rent oh, wait. Friend. That's called, that's called illegal. They do have that in Japan. I mean, I'm sure this they is They have that right. in Japan because they're so they happily have a conversation with anybody if they're willing to pay me for it. <laughs> There's that app, Bumble, um, where you can find friends. <laughs> it's, it's like a dating site, so you can change like between dating and finding a relationship or, or do they going to your friends so like I've read about that and it turns out uh, the seeking friends part yeah you still get a lot of dick pics <laughs> yeah. yeah a lot I, I was doing a little research on Craigslist trying to figure out like maybe if I don't know I, I got an idea someone said <laughs> they found a weird artist that wanted someone to shoot him with a tranquilizer dart oh, okay that's cool and so he interviewed the guy he got the story from Craigslist so yeah. I was looking through Craigslist and I I was probably looking through the wrong section. I found a lot of weird stuff. That's um, the right section. <laughs> casual encounters. They're yeah. Not, they're not that casual. And no, a lot of the strictly platonic stuff, it's not really strictly platonic. It never <laughs> is. It never, ever is. Yeah. No. Don't search through my uh, browser history. <laughs> <laughs> I swear I wasn't looking for it. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Stay safe on the internet. Alright, well, we'll All see right. y'all next week. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna go mingle with our fans outside because yeah. the crowd has gathered. They're not. <laughs> They've got <laughs> cash <laughs> in hand. <laughs> they are ready and willing to pay us. We went 4 to 10. <laughs>